dear investors, ladies and gentlemen, good morning. Welcome to today's presentation on the annual results of NNNG for 2013. We have members of the management on our stage to the far left, Vice Chair, Executive Director, Mr. Zhang Yesheng. And then to your right, CFO, Executive Director, Mr. Wang Dongshi. We will divide this presentation into two parts. Mr. Wang will first take you through the financial highlights and also business review. And then we will move on to Q&A session. And we welcome you for any questions. Mr. Wang, please. Thank you very much for your attendance and thank you for your support. I see that there are some friends registering at the back. So I will go slowly for the first part to wait for them to come in. Concerning 2013, as you can see, our revenue was 22.966 billion RMB compared to 2012. There's an increase of 27.4%. And then our gross profit, 5.464 billion compared to 2012, an increase of 12.8%. EBITDA, you can see an increase of 16%. We completed 4.298 billion profit attributable to owners of the company. 1.252 billion. If you look at the figures, there's a drop of 15%. But I think you are all experts in this area. And previously, we have issued some statements. In February 2013, we issued a 500 million CB. So for 2013, The price was much higher by the end of the year. The trading price was 128% in Singapore. Therefore, we have this non-cash cost appearing on our books. If you actually take that apart, we have very good growth. Every year, we are going to inform you of our profit growth by taking aside such one-off factors. And this year, the impact is basically from the convertible bonds and the non-cash losses has been reflected in the figures. And also appreciation of renminbi, the impact is 67 million. If we take aside these factors, the growth level is actually 20.77 percent. 
and there are also some expenses caused by acquisition projects. So the actual profit level is 1.944 billion, a growth of 20.77%. Next page, you can see the revenue breakdown. Connection fees, 16.7%. Every year, we would inform you of such revenue, and we would remind you that it is one-off, and the proportion will continue to shrink. Later on, I will talk about our customer base, and the connection rate is becoming lower and lower. So in the future, we still believe that there will be growth, although the proportion of contribution will shrink. Sales of piped gas, 61.4%. Refueling, 13.4%. Wholesale of gas is taking up 6.8% uh, 6 of our revenue. So concerning the sales of gas, it is already taking up more than 80% of our revenue. And our company has already entered a stage of stable revenue and stable growth and return. As for the GP margin, Concerning connection fees, 61.9%, compared to 62.4% in 2012, a slight decrease. And it is not because of the price of connection services, but rather in different cities. The connection volume is changing. Piped gas, GP margin for 2013, 17.4% compared to 2012, a slight drop. It was 18.9%. So why is there such a decline? This is basically coming from two sides first because of the price adjustment of natural gas, because as you know, that happened during the middle of the year. In most cities, there was this fee adjustment, but the base figure continues to grow. Even the price level is dropping slightly, our GP margin is not affected to a large extent. So um, the final impact is 0.7% on the GP margin for piped gas. And then another 0.8% is because of Changzhou. Total sales was 930 million. And that takes up about 80.3% of our business. And the GP margin in Changzhou is lower than other cities. The average was 
um, ASP was uh, 49 cents renminbi. So that is the impact coming from the second area, leading to a downward adjustment of the overall GP margin for piped gas. As for refueling stations, GP margin, it is 16.2% and another decline compared to 2012. And this is also because of the high proportion going to LNG refueling stations. We're talking about 220 million RMB for LNG refueling business. But we are still at the initial stage of developing LNG refueling business. There will be more and more vehicles switching to the use of LNG. Therefore, at this initial stage, we offer very competitive prices to our customers. So refueling of CNG and LNG, if you combine the two of them, GP margin has declined. The uh, increase of scale of sales of CNG and also together with some policy adjustments will promote a more positive GP margin in the future. So we already saw the revenue structure. Now let's move on to our customer mix. You can see the situation for connection business. CI uses 26.7%, which is more or less the same as previous years and residential customers, 73.3%. Concerning sale of gas for CI clients, 67.8%, uh, residential, 9.5%, refueling stations, 17.8%, wholesale of gas, 4.9%. If you look at the volume of gas, Residential use takes up 12.7%. So there's no need to worry too much. Don't worry about pressure on the company because you can see that this is only a small slice of the pie. So for the residential segment, the impact will be quite limited. Concerning the volume, sixty-eight point two percent goes to CI customers, and fourteen point four percent for CNG LNG. As you can see here, refueling stations takes up this portion that is way smaller than the revenue proportion because the price is relatively higher. Wholesale price, the growth is rather fast, 4.5%. Next page, 
analysis of our margins. I have been asked, why is this declining? 23.8% is the level for 2013 compared to 26.9% in 2012. We have two major segments, sales of gas and the GP margin is about 20%. And then another segment is connection fee and GP margin is about 60%. The growth of connection fee is actually smaller than the growth of our business in terms of sales of gas. Because of such structural change, our GP margin has declined slightly. When you do the calculation, perhaps you should define things up according to the two segments, and then you will understand better our business model. Second factor. It's about the price changes. Our base figure has increased, leading to a drop in GP margin. And third, LNG revenue has been rising. And the reason has already been reported to you. In 2013, the net profit margin is 7.8% compared to 11.1% in 2012, mainly because of the change in the value of our convertible bonds. And the non-cash cost is 1.784 billion. If we take that aside, net profit margin will be 11.3%, which is actually higher than 2012. Of course, many people are concerned about our effective tax rate. 2013 effective tax rate Thirty-one point eight percent. Some people would ask, "Why isn't it twenty-five percent? Isn't it supposed to be the same as stipulated by the tax laws?" Actually, we have financing in Hong Kong of seven hundred and fifty million, and there would be financing costs every year, and that is. Mm, not used for offsetting of tax. So we need to lower the overall interest rate for our borrowings. And LNG refueling stations have been constructed, and um, there is negative profit at the beginning. So that also affected our effective tax rate. This year, compared to 2012, the level is much better. It was 35% in 2012. I was asked about this previously. I think in 2014, our effective tax rate will be lower than 30%. 
it should be between 28 and 30 percent under normal circumstances, but it is not likely that we can go beyond or go below 28 percent because of our um, financing work in Hong Kong, which cannot be used to offset the taxes. Next page, our financial situation. We have 6.82 billion cash on hand, 10.8% increase compared to 2012. Accounts receivable days, 18 days compared to 17 last year, an increase of one day. So what is the reason for this increase? In China today, in many places, the tax authorities requires us to make some uh, advance payments because of the value-added tax. According to the tax laws, if you collect in uh, any amount of money from your customers in advance, you have to pay your taxes in advance as well. So many companies are paying the taxes in advance. And they will go into the accounts receivable days, leading to the increase of the cycle. And then you can see our debt situation. Interest-bearing debt, 12.44 billion among which 784 million are affected by the fair value of the convertible bonds. If we take that apart, we will be looking at 11.6 billion, an increase of 400 million compared to 2012. Net gearing ratio, 47.3%. Hopefully, we can control that at a level between 40 and 50 percent, so that we will have a healthy financial structure. But in China, there are acquisition opportunities, perhaps uh, 10 to 20 projects being operated by other parties may become targets of our acquisition in the future. And then when we do acquire any project, the net gearing ratio may increase to no more than 80%. As for this year, ROE 21.3%. So our investment and management are both very effective. Now, we can look at the refinancing plan. Total debt is 12.44 billion. Short-term loans, 0.92 billion. Some people would ask me, why is it so small? Actually, uh, is this mic working? We are going to strengthen our loan structure. If you look at long-term loans, we're talking about 3.1 billion renminbi. 700 million belong to five-year 
looks and then there are also loans for seven year and fifteen year terms. We obtain hundred and fifty million US dollar loan at the interest rate of two point seven five percent plus LIBOR. And we also obtained a loan from Development Bank. We started in oh four oh five and it is going to last for fifteen years. We also have this US debt that is for ten years at a level of five hundred million US dollars. So effective tax uh, effective interest rate if we take a size C B five point seven two percent if we do include the C B four point one seven percent. Next I would like to report to you our capex. In 2013, 3.57 There is an increase mainly because of some new projects we obtained, leading to a higher capex level. For 2014, will be around 3.5 billion. As you can see, our investments have brought very good returns. ROE excluding CB factors 2.13 billion. So there's no need to worry too much about capex. Our cash flow has increased. We have positive free cash flow of 235 billion million in 2013, which is a um, huge improvement over 97 million in 2012. Next, I will take you through our business review. At the moment, we have 133 city gas projects covering a population of 61 million. Our penetration indicator is 45.6% including natural gas and piped gas and liquefied gas. The penetration rate is 45.6% among our peers. We understand that we can grow all the way to 80 to 90 percent. Newly added customers, 1.22 million, and per household income is about 2,791. And another 1.1 million or 1.2 million will be added this year because in uh, many cities there are new property developments 
and of course many users from the commercial sector. CI uses connection rate. We are talking about uh, 8.045 million cubic meters. Uh, they are the newly converted CI customers. Next page. You can see key operational data. We have 448 refueling stations, 180 LNG stations, and 168 CNG stations. Gas sales volume. 8.124 billion cubic meters, including piped gas and liquefied gas. Piped natural gas, 8.037 billion cubic meters, which represent an increase of 29.1%. In the second half, the growth was very strong. There was a, a, an increase of 22.8% comparing second half to first half. But of course, this is driven by newly converted CI customers. So looking ahead into 2014, we believe there will be another increase or growth of 25%. Next page, it is about natural gas pricing reform. We have already made exchanges with other friends. Well, number of projects affected were 55, and the average adjustment is 49 cents. So far, we have 53 projects that already completed tariff adjustment. Basically, it's been passed on to the downstream. But there has been some delay beginning from the 10th of July until mid-September. So far, we have two outstanding projects in Qingdao and also another one in Shenyang, not yet completed a tariff adjustment, but they take up a very small proportion, so the impact is quite limited as well. As for refueling stations, 225 of them would be affected by the adjustment. And basically, um, everything has been completed concerning the adjustment mechanism. We have seen some clear limitations on some isolated uh, provinces, Anhui and Hunan, and the adjustment level is different compared to other places. Next, gas sources. We had a warm winter, so in China there was no shortage 
So gas supply is very sufficient in China. And we can see four types of gas sources. We have tickle pay contracts. Normally, they are for 15 to 25 years. And the supply for 2014 secured is 7.068 billion cubic meters. And then we also have other piped natural gas supply from Sanxi Beijing pipeline, Taishinwei pipeline, and also offshore natural gas. There are long-term contracts, but we have not included them in the 7 billion figure. And then we also have LNG processing plants. I won't take through the details again. And fourthly, we have 656 LNG CNG trucks. 125 are self-owned. The rest are owned by other parties. But we own the operational capacity of such trucks. This is also another good way of investing. Among 656 trucks, uh, the total maximum on-time transmission capacity is over 14 million cubic meters. If we look into gas supply in the future, many pipelines have been constructed, West East Phase 3, Shanxi Beijing Phase 4, West East Phase 4, so on and so forth. And 10 LNG piers are being operated. By 2015, the number will be 17. So there will be more investment into gas projects. And through the construction of these ports, the increase of supply will be 12 million cubic meters. So we have large-scale plants, uh, 80 of them by the end of 2013, and another 55 to be added in the following year. We're talking about 60 million cubic meters applied every day. providing very good assurance. Now let's look at development strategies. I will hand off. Um, you can actually ask my colleague questions in a moment as well. We develop our core business riding on favorable government policies and promising growth potential of the industry. You can see here, we have 134 city gas projects, penetration rate 45%. And then we also have 
long-term projects and um, the penetration rate, according to our previous experience, is that it can be as high as 80 to 90 percent, so we have plenty of room for growth. We will also develop industrial parks because they represent 68 percent of our growth coming from CR users every year. We will also have six to eight new projects. Hopefully, we will continue to obtain new projects and create greater return for our shareholders. Other than developing city gas projects, as I've mentioned, we have uh, more and more industrial parks around China because the government is attaching greater importance to environmental protection. So many operators are now concentrated in industrial parks. So provision of city gas is now more convenient for these users. They can also deal with um, treatment of wastewater and other types of waste. So for such industrial zones, they are located in the peripheral of major cities. So we can provide gas to them with a small amount of investment, but with great return. When we develop our business, we would also look into developing vehicle or ship refueling business. As you can see here, we have 268 CNG refueling stations and 180 LNG refueling stations. We are all very concerned about LNG, and I can tell you, after two years of operation, we are already seeing a profit in the future. LNG refueling market will provide even greater return to us. Next, I'd like to take you through some new projects. In 2013, we acquired city gas projects in nine cities, eight industrial parks. And these are projects under our company by setting up a separate company. There are more projects where there would be merger of the projects into our subsidiaries in different cities. You can see the newly acquired projects Bao Ding Huayuan in Guangdong, Dingyuan County in Anhui, Leishou in Guangdong, Dongyuan in Guangdong, Suining, Suchu Modern Industry Park. These are for the uh, first half of last year. We also have Liangshanzhou, um, these are the second half projects. Liangshanzhou is inside Sichuan province, and then Lianjiang project in Guangdong. They focus on home appliances 
uh, ceramics and also food processing business. And then Ruyang in Henan, they focus on machinery, construction materials, and ceramic. We also obtained Liuyang project. Concerning industrial park or industrial zones with separate companies set up, uh, Dongyang and also Liuyang, Binzhou and Liangang. Other than these projects, well, actually, we have 134 projects covering. 61 million population connected to our system. Concerning refueling stations, there are favorable government policies launched by 2020. The target is to have more than 30 billion cubic meters. If we also include transportation in other means, perhaps it can go up to 50 billion. We have 268 CNG refueling stations and 180 LNG refueling stations. And total sales for CNG 946 million and LNG 226 million. So I have taken you through some major operational performance and also our future strategies. So to conclude, in 2014, we will continue to develop our market and identify new projects especially targeting industrial parks. Hopefully, there will be another 1.1 to 1.2 million converted residential users. And for CI users, um, the usage level should increase by another 25% profit level. Hopefully, there's a growth of 20%. I'm sure you're most concerned about that figure. As for investment side, 3.5 billion. And hope, we also hope to have a positive cash flow. So that is the end of my presentation, and we will now be happy to take your questions. Thank you. We will now take questions from the floor. So perhaps no more than two questions per person. And before you raise your question, please tell us who you are and who you represent. Thanks. This is uh, Rajesh Panjwani from CLSA. Uh, two questions. First, uh, we have seen uh, the dollar margins come down a bit in 2013. As you mentioned, this was because of uh, higher growth in the lower margin uh, customers. Now, you've guided for 25% growth for 2014. Uh, 
would you expect the dollar margins to again come down? Uh, would the sales to these lower margin customers continue to grow higher than average? Uh, question number two is, uh, can you share what was the profit uh, or loss of LNG refueling stations? Uh, how many LNG refueling stations do you plan to add this year uh, and going forward? Uh, thanks. Thank you. Yes, I shall answer the questions concerning our GP margin. If you just look at the uh, price differences among different cities, you can see the trend is quite stable. For example, our Chenzhou project uh, has been developing quite stably. And then for 2014, GP margin, I think, if we exclude the fee uh, or price adjustment of natural gas. It is also very stable. Chenzhou project takes up a certain percentage of gas supply. I think in 2014 for other projects, they also have very good potential for further growth. We trust that the GP margin will continue to be very stable. LNG fueling stations. Well, we do have some losses because in 2013, we constructed 94 new stations. For the stations for operating for more than two years, we are making a profit already. So by 2014, more and more such stations will reach the level of making a profit. Thank you. I'm from Morgan Stanley. I have two questions. Baoding project. In 2013, what is the contribution to the volume and also ref, uh, revenue or profit? And then second question is also about LNG. In first half and second half of last year, the average profit margin and also uh, the contribution to the losses. What about the situation for the first two months of this year? Thank you. Concerning the Baoding project, it started operating on the 1st of June. And after that, it will be included on our books. Volume are 70 million cubic meters, and there was no profit contribution because it was actually at a loss. But this year, we trust that it will create contribution to our profit. And then LNG business, sometimes that is grouped together with other items. So 
concerning LNG stations. What is the contribution to our interest? We don't really have the breakdown at the moment, but if you look at GP, many of the uh, stations are already breaking even, which is very satisfactory. And the coverage ratio is about um, 25 to 30% last year. Next question. Credit Suisse. If there is growth of 25%, what is the uh, split for LNG? What is the actual growth for LNG this year? And what about wholesale gas? Uh, the growth is quite substantial. What is the reason? And what about CNG? After price adjustment, seems like that we have uh, been affected by such adjustment. Is it going to be adjusted again this year? For 2014, we can see that LNG stations, I'm sure, number of stations will continue to grow. And the volumes to be sold will increase by a huge margin as well. For CNG, in the first half, we already explained to you that there are stations where the uh, shift of the tariff to the customers has not been completed. I think if there is another round of adjustment this year, we'll be able to pass on the difference to the market more quickly. because um, this year the dissemination of information will be much faster. In 2013, second half, we connected Xing and also Taixing and Jiangsu, these cities the volume will be 100 million cubic meters this year. And we're talking about using LNG or CNG trucks for transportation. And we have a fleet of more than 500 trucks, and we will rely on their capacity And we have focused more on LNG trading. And you can also see there's a contribution from this segment to our GP margin. Next question. Citibank Liu Xinda, two questions first. For 2013, for each 
customer or for residential or CI users? What is the ASP? And what about ASP or average cost for natural gas? And then concerning 2014, uh, what is the target for newly constructed LNG and CNG stations? I will take the first one and you can take the second one. Or you can take both. Okay, I will take both. Concerning ASP, 2013 procurement cost 2 yuan 66. For residential uses, two two yuan fifty seven. And uh, three yuan fifty for CR uses, LNG four yuan zero six, CNG four yuan sixty seven. New stations are uh, thirty odd. For CNG, LNG, um, 100 new stations. That's the plan. Next question. I have two questions for you. First, I can see that a company would like to enter a ship use natural gas segment. Any targets or directions? And then I can also see more and more LNG business being expanded. Are we going to set up more LNG plants so that we can enhance the uh, level of supply? Yes, I will take the questions. Ship LNG. Two years ago, in this process that started about two years ago, we have been um, following very advanced technologies. For example, those from Norway. In Guilin, we remodeled a vessel as a trial run. We trust that in the future for the ship segment, LNG use will be very important. Beginning from last year, you can see that ship LNG has attracted many new policies and measures. For example, um, shipping LNG document has been released by 2015. It should take up 2% of vessel use and then 10% by 2020. So using vessels for uh, transportation is one important direction of development. And therefore, these vessels will probably switch over to the use of LNG. In Luoma Lake, in Xiangjiang, we have uh, such trial vessels being commissioned. 
this is one important project for China. So with the government promoting such policies, LNG for fossil use will become very important because we're talking about huge volume compared to vehicle use. I think it is about 100 times higher. So hopefully this is going to be another key point of development. And the wholesale volume is also increasing. Last year, we are expediting our LNG trading capability with LNG ports being constructed along the coast. We trust that the logistical platform will be key to future development, providing LNG to vessels and vessels. So this is going to be another key area for development. And then about the construction of LNG plants, I believe this is going to be very well regulated segment. But of course, we also have um, uh, CBM gas. That is also another point of development. And most LNG plants will not be of very large scale. If we do find the right opportunities, if we can find projects that are compatible with our LNG network, we will definitely take them on board. All right, final question. Thank you. I'm Zhang Haiyuan. Second half of 2013, I can see our volume has been rising. Can you tell us the breakdown? of such increase. All right, I will go first. Last year, you can see that natural gas prices increased, but the development was still very rapid. I think that is for the following reason. A number of larger projects have entered uh, pipeline gas development stage, including Zhaoxing project, Luoyang, the pipes are fully connected and also in Quanzhou. The government has been supporting the development of the projects. And all these led to the increase of volume sold or connected in our network. We have also done some customer optimization work. We have used existing resources, and we have allocated the resources into the best premium sectors. And the outcome is apparent in 2013. So our business development has not been hindered by the price adjustment. And then for vehicle use gas, it is providing great support to our business. So in the second half, you can see this rather stable growth. Beginning from this year, 
we continue to enjoy this obvious trend. So this is positive impact on our business development in the future. Thank you very much. That's the end for today's Q&A session. Thank you.